ونشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا وحبيبنا ومولانا محمد عبده ورسوله أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ألم يعلم بأن الله يرى وقال تعالى وهو معكم أينما كنتم my most respected brothers and elders, I would start today's talk firstly by making dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to remove the difficulties our Muslim brothers and sisters in Palestine are going through. This carnage, genocide that the entire world is observing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the only power who will give victory to the Muslims and Allah will destroy the enemy. The enemy who have absolutely no sense of any mercy in their hearts, who purposely, deliberately attack young, masum babies and kids. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala instill such fear in their hearts and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala destroy the enemy. May Allah give the shuhada the highest of stages and may Allah protect those little children who now have become orphaned. So many of them have got no family members to turn to. So many a woman has become a widow. So many elderly people have got no young people in their family left anymore. We are the Ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And our dua, if we are going to be sincere, especially our little ones at home, gather them together and make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah will definitely, definitely bring ease and afiyah and Allah will change the conditions for better. We must have hopes in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Nonetheless, the topic today is that since we are now coming to the end of the year and we know it is a time where people normally are sort of chilling, people are taking a break, they are on a holiday, a vacation, schools are closed, varsities are closed, many factories and workplaces will be closing soon. It is a time when a person generally goes into a relaxed mode. He takes a break. Sometimes he's with the family or friends and they're traveling abroad or even local. So why is it is permissible to be with your family, to have a little break, as long as we are not going to those destinations in which Allah, wherein Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's laws will be violated. We are human beings, we need some break mental peace, physical, physically we are fatigued, we are tired the entire year, people have been working. 
So we need some type of relaxation. But generally in this relaxation period, we become oblivious of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because we become a bit laxed. Not like the normal environment that we are accustomed to. And we are frequenting the masjid so often because we are close by home. When we are traveling far, then we are not with these type of environments. So the nafs also plays some games with us. Allama Muhasibi rahmatullahi was a very great scholar. And he's written a masterpiece in Arabic, Risalatul Mustarshideen. And just one sentence I'm going to quote. And he says, وَحَاسِبْ نَفْسَكَ فِي كُلِّ خُطْوَةِ وَرَاقِبِ اللَّهَ فِي كُلِّ نَفَسِ Which means, at every step you take, we should be taking stock of ourselves. We have to reckon, we have to take an account of our nafs. Check our nafs. Every step we take, is my nafs pulling me towards some evil? Is my nafs pulling me towards some haram? Is my nafs tempting me towards the displeasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Or is my nafs prompting me towards doing some good? And he says, وَرَاقِبِ اللَّهَ فِي كُلِّ نَفَسٍ And be mindful of Allah for every breath that you take. Every breath, every second of your life, be conscious of the fact that Allah is watching me. This is in Arabic called Al-Muraqaba. Where a person understands, he believes, he feels, and he knows that Allah is watching him. Allah is Sami' is Basir. Allah is all hearing, Allah is all seeing. So in every breath, every second of his life, he is conscious of this fact. And this is what we need to inculcate and to have and bear in mind, especially during this period, because people be tempted. As our youngsters, uh, many of them will go on a vacation, and there are many parties that take place. And unfortunately, these parties, where a person becomes embroiled in these parties, and is engaged in these parties, and after some time, what happens? Innocently, he may have been gone with a friend there, and lo and behold, he becomes he takes some substance and eventually he becomes an addict. They've been not now from years. Allah protect our youngsters, our young children, our kids. How many a young girl went innocently with her friends? She was a chaste, pure girl. But in the midst of all the merriment, suddenly she was seduced. Suddenly she was given some substance. She lost her, her, her mind. And zina was committed. She fell pregnant. Then the father came running, crying tears of blood when it was too late. So these are times when even the West regard this period as a silly season. You can check it up. One of the meanings of silly season is a period which has been marked with frivolous activities. Frivolous outlandish activities which are illogical. They don't make sense. That is why it is known as silly. Something which is stupid. Even the kuffar have mentioned this as a silly season. We are believers. We are different. Allah loves us. Allah has chosen us. Allah has created us for a purpose. This world that we are living in is not going to be forever and ever. It is short-lived. We all have to leave this world. 
Allah has been so kind to us. Think of those days when we were in some difficulty. The whole world abandoned us. The bosom friend who was always sitting with me, suddenly he leaves me. And I'm in face with this very serious problem. Who was it who came to our rescue? It is only Allah. Perhaps somebody had some, some illness. Doctors tried desperately, they failed. But you supplicated to Allah. You cried to Allah. And Allah came to your rescue. Allah gave you that cure. Whichever condition we are, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is always there for us. He has created us. Why will Allah punish you if you are making shukr to Allah for the bounties that He has bestowed upon you? And you believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yes, tests will come. The more the test a person is given by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this is a sign that he is more closer to Allah rabbul izzah. The Anbiya alayhi the prophets of Allah, they faced the most difficult trials and tribulations. Absolutely difficult times they had to go through. But they were chosen by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah has given us this short period of time. People live for a few years, some many years. Whatever our lifespan is, that is our examination place. And that is our examination time. After which, either the person is successful in the court of Allah, or is a failure. May Allah make us amongst the Faizin, those who are always successful. May Allah grant us His true muhabba, His love. And therefore respected brothers and elders. We are always tempted. Sometimes the wife is gone. If you are a youngster, your parents are not at home, you are all alone. And that is the time when shaitan finds this golden opportunity to entice you. To seduce you towards some haram. You will go onto the internet he will make you go on to those sites that will take you far away from the mercy of Allah, from the pleasure of Allah. So at that time you have to think that my Allah is watching me. Alam ya'lam bi anna Allah yara? Does he not know that Allah is watching him? Wa huwa ma'akum Allah is with you wherever you are. A person manages to seduce a woman, a very beautiful young girl, and they're in this home. And then he tells her to close all the doors, shut all the doors. So she goes and she comes back. Have you closed the front door? Yes, the back door, all the doors are closed. She says, I've closed and sealed all the doors. And this was against her wishes, she wasn't happy. She says, I've sealed all the doors besides one door. He says, which door is it? Why don't you close it quickly? She says, I cannot close that door. That is the door between us and Allah. That is the door between us and Allah. I cannot close that door. Allah is watching. The moment she utters these words, he begins to tremble, he quivers, he realizes that my Allah is watching me and he abandons committing zina. Umar radiallahu ta'ala the famous Khalifa of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Amirul Mu'mineen, Umar the Great, when he was the Amir, it was his duty that he would go and patrol the streets of Medina at night especially and to see if any person is in need of anything happening there. So he went with his servant 
And after some time, they sat down at a wall of a person's house. And he overheard a conversation between a mother and a daughter. And they were busy filling milk in bottles. This was their business. They had no man at home to fend for them. So this is what they would do. Milk the cow or the goat and they would fill it in bottles and sell this milk and make some ends meet. So she, oh, he, oh, he overhears the mothers telling this her daughter that why don't you add some water into these bottles so the milk content will become more, we'll get more milk to sell, we'll make more money. And of course, this will be deception. She'll be deceiving the customers thinking there's only milk there, but they've added water to the content. This young girl, look at her taqwa and look at her muraqaba. The consciousness she had of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala watching. She says, oh my mother, don't you know Amir al-Mu'mineen has prohibited this? Umar has said that we cannot do such a thing, it is haram. She said, where is Umar now? He's in his home, it's night now. Umar is not here. So in one narration it is mentioned that if Umar is not here, but the ilah of Umar is watching. Umar is not watching, but Allah is watching. How could we do such a thing? Umar radiallahu was so pleased with this answer of this young girl that he sends then the next day the same servant to go and propose on behalf of his son. And from that progeny, the grandchild became Umar bin Abdul Aziz rahmatullahi alayhi, the second Umar. So this is when a person has consciousness that my Allah is watching me. And this is what is required, especially in this silly season, because we'll be tempted in various ways, especially those who venture out. There are so many incidents in the lives of the Salaf al-Salihi in the pious predecessors that makes us understand and ponder and reflect how important this taqwa and muraqaba is. And if we bring it into our lives, then we will be saved from many a sin, many evils. We won't get into any fraudulent deals. Allah will protect us from haram. You know the great scholar, Imam Shafi'i rahmatullahi alayhi, he mentioned, إِذَا مَا خَلَوْتَ الدَّهْرَ فَلَا تَقُلْ خَلَوْتُ وَلَكِنْ قُلْ عَلَيَّ رَقِيبُ When you're all alone one day, one night, and you think you're in privacy and there's nobody else around me, my parents are not there, my, my, my wife is not there, my children are not around, my ustad is not there. So now, the temptation is there to commit some sin. He says, فَلَا تَقُلْ Don't say, خَلَوْتُ I'm all alone. But, Ponder and say, Alayya Raqibu. Ar-Raqib, Allah is watching me. This is a sifat of Allah, He's Ar-Raqib. Every moment of our life, Allah is watching us. Jo me karta hai, jo karta hai, tu chupke, ehne jaha se, koi dekta hai, tujhe asma se. That which you are doing, you are hiding from the people in the world. Your friends do not know you are involved in that sin and you're doing something and you're thinking nobody is watching me. Somebody is watching you from above and there is Allah. The same Umar radiallahu ta'ala, he is traveling with his attendant and they go into a, a farm area. And Umar radiallahu ta'ala, the people in the outskirts would not know he is Amirul Mu'mineen because they live far away. And he thought, let me test this one shepherd here. 
He sees the shepherd with his flock of sheep. And he goes to him and he says, Oh my brother, can you just give me one sheep? He says, I cannot. Why? It doesn't belong to me, it belongs to my master. He said, okay, then I'll, then let me pay for it. Send it to me. You will gain some profit. And all you need to tell your master that a wolf came and devoured the sheep. The moment Umar radiallahu anh says this, he's testing him. Look at the brilliant answer of this ordinary shepherd. He wasn't a scholar. Outwardly, he didn't seem to be a very pious person. But the answer he gave startled Umar radiallahu ta'ala. When Umar tells him, please, just tell him that a wolf came and devoured the sheep. You'll gain profits. They said, give me this one sheep. Sell it to me. He said, فَإِنَ اللَّهِ إِذَنْ Then where is Allah then? Is Allah not watching? Umar radiallahu ta'ala goes back to Madinah Munawwara. And these words are ringing in his ears. فَإِنَ اللَّهِ فَإِنَ اللَّهِ Where is Allah then? Umar radiallahu ta'ala sends his attendant the next day. Then go and whatever happens, purchase the slave from his master. He's purchased. He brings him to Umar radiallahu ta'ala. And Umar radiallahu ta'ala tells him, you see these two words, فَإِنَ اللَّهِ These two words bought your freedom from your slavery in this world. You're now a free man. And I have hopes that Allah is going to free you from the fire of Jahannam just because of these two words. Because he had the consciousness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this muraqaba, especially in the silly season, especially in the so-called festive season, when everything is closed, people go to the beach, people are traveling, all the time amongst the masnoon duas, we don't have time to go into when a person is traveling, read these duas, see the English translation before you embark on a journey. Allahumma anta sahibu fi safar. And I mentioned last night also, if a person just ponders over these two words, Oh Allah, anta sahib. Sahib in Arabic means companion. In other words, we are invoking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's assistance and protection. And we are saying, Oh Allah, you are my companion on this journey. Now imagine if Allah is your companion. Will you dare commit any evil? If you have this consciousness that my Allah is with me, if you're traveling with your father, you're traveling with, 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 uh, with uh, your, your teacher, your ustad, and you're traveling the same vehicle, would you some, do something wrong? No, because he's watching me. Here we have to develop in ourselves the consciousness, the feeling that Allah is my companion, Allah is watching me. There was a person who would go with his wife and he would do some business, he would go abroad. He's mentioned in some Arabic kitab. Some long, many years ago it happened. And uh, he was a very happy married person, both husband and wife. They had no issues. It became difficult after some time for the wife to accompany him all the time. Every time I go to go and come back. and So let me stay at home. And she allows the husband to go and, because he's going on business. And after a few years, suddenly he falls in love with one woman when he went to do some business. So he thought, I do not want to commit some zina. He makes nikah to her, but he does not reveal this to his first wife. Comes back home. You know, a woman is very sharp, especially your wife. 
without anybody telling her, she sensed something not right. So she became a bit curious. The next time he, he ventured, she sent some person to just go and check. And when that person investigates and he finds out, yes, yes, yes. The person comes back with the news that, listen, your husband is married, a proper nikah, he has married another woman. It's okay, no problem. Husband comes back, the wife doesn't say anything. But not long after that, the husband passes away. Now, respected brothers and others, I just want you to ponder over the following. Husband passes away, they had no children, nobody else, nobody else in the family who was going to become an heir to the inheritance that he left behind. He was a very wealthy man. She could have taken all the wealth for herself because the husband didn't tell her that he was married to another woman. Nobody making any claims. She could have taken everything for herself. But no, she knew that my Allah is watching me. When you have this consciousness, you will become honest in your dealings. You are mindful of Allah. So she writes a small note and sends this person who knew this second wife that take this money and go and give it to her with this note. So this person goes and gives it to the second wife that so and so gives salam. This is a note for you. And she opens the note. She says, I am so and so. I am the first wife of our husband. Let it be known to you that he has just passed on. Inna lillahi wa inna ilihi raj'oon. May Allah forgive him. He has left this inheritance. And this is exactly half the inheritance. This is your share of the inheritance. My respected brothers and sisters, will we not marvel at such a woman? But even more interesting is the following. When that second wife takes that money, she writes back on that note, Listen my sister, I'm also saying inna lillahi wa inna ilirajoon wa alaykum salam to you. But this husband who we shared, a month ago he had given me talaq, I was no longer his wife when he passed away. This money does not belong to me, it belongs to you. And she passes on the money back to the original, to the first wife. Now this is muraqaba. This is the consciousness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Therefore during these times, there will be parting, parties taking place. People start beginning to booze. They take alcohol. You'll find that even suicide, suddenly there's the increase in the rate of suicides. There's the rate, increase in the rate of accidents because people are drunk. People misbehave. People behave in a wild manner. As believers, we do not behave like that. We are beacons of hidayat, guidance. When we speak, noor should come out of our mouths. The manner in which we conduct ourselves should be an attraction to the West. We have seen after this incident of Gaza, as I mentioned in the beginning, we make dua for them. Our heart goes to them and continue making dua for them. How many people in the world have actually gone to the Quran to study the Quran and they have now began to embrace Islam? Without us, you and I even giving them dawah. They are now coming closer to Islam. So respected brothers and elders, during this period, let us be mindful of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Don't become ghafil of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah give all of us tawfiq and to make amal. Wa akhiru dawana. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin.